Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Get a Fucking Hobby podcast. I am Mayhall. And Destiny, or Des. And today we have quite a few topics. There's been a lot going on. First of all, the Barbie Oscar, Oscar fiasco. So... This you probably have seen talks about because it's been all over everywhere because it's just so shocking and so painfully ironic. But in case you have not heard about it because you don't care about the Oscars, which I don't blame you. I barely could keep up with all these Academy Awards, but because they're bullshit. And this just proves my point that they're bullshit. So Mar- Margot Robbie, who played the starring role of Barbie wasn't nominated for Best Actress, let alone winning. She wasn't even nominated. And Greta Gerwig, who directed the Barbie movie, the phenomenal Barbie movie, wasn't nominated for Best Director. Yet somehow, Ryan Gosling, who played Ken, was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, which doesn't make sense. And obviously that's the main problem, which is that Ryan was nominated, but Margot wasn't, even though she put on an amazing performance. And Ryan Gosling actually came out publicly after these nominations came out and said, like, I'm pretty sure he started off a statement by saying he was honored to be nominated, but there is no Barbie without Ken. Or no, sorry, I got that backwards. (laughs) There is no Ken without Barbie. (laughs) Whoa, there almost got cancelled, Nohal. Watch it out. There is no Ken without Barbie. And there is no Barbie movie without Greta Gerwig, who like brought this whole movie to life. And so it's clear that even though he was grateful for the nomination, as anyone would be, he did acknowledge like the problem the problems surrounding it, which is that, you know, obviously he was it he was nominated but the other two prominent females weren't and that's obviously a huge issue and it's also painfully ironic when you think about the fact that the whole point of this movie was that it was feminist like it was the whole thing was a feminist movie and how impossible it is to be a woman because you have to do so many different things and even when you do all these different things you're still not doing it right you're still not being a woman right because there's always something you're doing wrong and this movie perfectly explained all of that and a huge issue in Hollywood has always been that men get nominated and get more things than women which is just you know a thing that's been true in society for a long time but it's carried over to Hollywood for pretty much all of its existence and then this just came in and solidified that point. And um, Oppenheimer, which also came out at the same time, also received a lot of attention. Um, got a bunch of nominations, a bunch of, you know, attention, all this stuff. But the thing is, Barbie grossed 626 million. That's actually an underestimate. Barbie globally grossed one billion dollars over a billion dollars and it was actually the highest grossing movie of 2023 and Oppenheimer was it grossed 900 million dollars which is still a lot and it's still like close to Barbie but it was the third highest grossing movie so the fact that Oppenheimer got so much more attention when Barbie was clearly 
more successful is insane. And especially considering like the critical reception, like everybody loved this movie and yet the director wasn't nominated, the starring actress wasn't nominated. Kind of crazy. There is a bit of good news because um, there was finally a Native American nomination for Best Actress for the first time. And America Ferreira, who played the, I forget her character's name, the mom who gave like the big important speech about womanhood and how hard it is to be a woman. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, as she should be, because her role was amazing in that movie. But it's still insane to me that Margaret and Greta weren't nominated. Exactly. And then I think also um, the little twist when you find out it wasn't the daughter who was struggling and that the Barbie belonged to, but the mom, America's character, was so interesting just on its own. And that, you know, it shows even as an adult woman, you know, you can still enjoy things that are quote unquote childish or, you know, girlish things. Yeah. It's just when when even are the Oscars actually? When or what? When? I know what the Oscars are, sweetie. I don't know. I couldn't tell what you said. Um <laughs> Oscars. Wasn't that like last month? Hold on, I'll look it up. Uh, I know the the Grammys were last month. Why is it when you look up the Oscars, it tells you when the Academy Awards are? I don't care about that. Um, March 10th, 2024. Yeah, but we're not looking at the 24th date. I thought we were looking for... um, No, these are nominations for the Oscars of, for 2024. The Oscars of 2023 happened March of last year before Barbie was out. Yeah, but I thought that was the whole thing was no, it's like that it happened at the Oscars or that it hasn't happened yet. Because I know at the- no, because they got the nominations happened. The actual Oscar ceremony is going to happen in March when oh. we find out who wins. All right. Yeah. Oh, boy. I was getting confused with the Golden Globes. Yeah. All right. Cut all of that out. <laughs> no cuts. Cut it out. No. Yeah. No, because at the um, Golden Globes, that's when Jill Coy, I think it was, um, told all those sexist jokes about Barbie and Taylor Swift. And I think, right. oh. Yeah, because that's probably when the nominations first came out. Yeah, it was probably around that time. Um, yeah, I think it was the same problem that also, like, nominations weren't aligned to what they should have been based on public perception. And um, Ryan was nominated for things that he probably shouldn't have been, but, you know, because he's a male, he got nominated for. Yeah, and like I said, I fully believe that the Academy Awards are bullshit because it's just all these old people sitting in a room probably a bunch of old white people probably a bunch of old white men sitting in a room just deciding what's good and what's not based on their closed ass minds so well i mean that was confirmed for the uh grammys because people were talking about how uh lana del rey wasn't um awarded anything and how her last album 
should have won stuff. It happens every year at the Grammys. Like, even, what was it, 2018 when Alicia won? That was, like, a huge fucking deal. I don't know if you remember it. But it was, like, a huge... Alicia Cara, by the way, for those who don't know who I'm talking about. Yeah, sorry. We all don't know that you're totally obsessed with her. (laughs) Which our audience should probably know. Love you, Alicia. Please go on to our bookie. But um... coming to Canada. (laughs) (laughs) That is not a threat. We're just planning a trip to Canada. Don't worry. (laughs) We're going to be in their walls. Anyway. So... Yeah, back in 2018 when Alicia won her Grammy, that that was like a huge controversy because she was the only woman that won during the televised ceremony because there's so many Oscars that some of them they don't televise. So she was the only woman that won during the televised portion, like won a award that was televised. So people were already yelling about like, oh, why was there no women that won? And then you know, people were pointing out, like, no, Alicia won. And then people were like, no, she wasn't the right one because people... SZA was also nominated. The category she won was Best New Artist, and SZA was also nominated for that category at the time. Mm-hmm. And so a bunch of people thought that SZA should have won. I'm not here to argue that. You can argue that amongst yourselves. So then a bunch of people were like, oh, it wasn't the right woman. It wasn't the right woman that won. And that was just a bunch of back and forth and... It was fucking annoying. It happens every year, and it, it once yeah, again. But the, the Lana situation, a lot of people have been saying that she's basically been uh, blacklisted from winning an award because of like an SNL performance she did. She was drunk or something, or um, how a lot of her music was centered around liking older guys and drugs and stuff. But this year, um, like a screenshot or a statement came out of one of the people who uh voted or whatever and it claimed like he was like a I think like a white straight male he said or something and basically he said he would never vote for Lana because of her SNL performance which was over 10 years ago I think 10 years ago um and that you know a lot of it wasn't real music he likes rock and roll and the rock and roll wasn't even rock and roll and so he basically only voted for Taylor Swift because she's popular right now, but like none of them deserve to be nominated or something, which proves that, um, you know, it really doesn't matter who is the best or who came out with the best music or who deserves it. It's just whatever these old white guys feel or whoever there's like, okay, well, these are the basic ones or this is the most acceptable one. It doesn't yeah. actually be based on any of the performance or abilities of any of these artists. Yeah, which is bullshit, because if you're put in that position where you're, like, your job is, like, judging the best of the best music, movies, TV shows, whatever, you should be able to put your personal bias aside and say, like, okay, even though I don't typically like this type of music or this movie, whatever, you should be able to put that bias aside and say, like, no, objectively, this was one of the best you have to leave your bias at the door when you're in that situation and it's just insane to me that that is not happening and I think maybe one day it could be a thing that happens but just not right now exactly and like you know it's no shade Taylor Swift was Midnight's awesome yes it was a good album did it also you know very well go head to head with other albums that should have been considered yes should it be based on just because Taylor Swift's very popular this year? No. And that's coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
which like I said I think it deserved the Grammy yeah, she she broke a record. She's now the first woman to one win four, three, four Grammys. One of the two. And I think it's four Grammys in one category, and I uh, think it's thirteen Grammys in total. Yeah, she's... which is not the woman who's earned the most because Beyonce, I think, has earned the most Grammys. But I think it, it, Artist of the Year or something. Yeah, it was, she was like the f- first person to win X amount of Grammys. Something. I don't know. I think it's. The first person to earn four Grammys in Artist of the Year. I because Jay Z, I think it was later on or it was before or something, when he won a Grammy on stage, did you see his whole little like call out thing? I don't care about Jay Z. Yeah, no, I don't care about Jay Z <laughs> either. But he goes up to the stage, he's like, you know, some of you people that are nominated in these things shouldn't even be nominated. And he said, you know, for some reason, he called Beyonce that young woman, which is weird. She's not a young woman, and she's your wife. Um, yeah, that is weird. He called it out because I think she hasn't won Artist of the Year or something. She hasn't won one category or something yet of how, how many Grammys she has won. Which, I mean, like, to be fair, Beyonce, when she releases an album, people know. People know who Beyonce is. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not really a Beyonce fan, but her albums are good, and could be perfect to people who are into that genre. Yeah. So, basically, the whole thing of this is award shows, awards, and all—they're all bullshit. They're all based on what white guys think are popular or what they like. Yeah. So, moving on to more annoying shit that involves famous people. We have AI explicit videos and pictures and the dangerous consequences. And Des, I'm going to let you take the lead on this because I feel like you know more about this than I do. Yes, because that was the one that I had to look this all up <laughs> and see it in real time. <laughs> um. Okay, so I think it was a lot. 2016 when people really started to become aware of like AI and stuff when... Um, deep fakes were being created which a lot were um of like political figures i think like um presidents senators and stuff their faces would be put on things and like things would be said of their voices that weren't true because it could replicate voices but not as well as it does now um people were worried that that was going to start you know wars and stuff and then also that um explicit content could be made with it which sadly that was what happened um and it's been happening a lot recently uh faces of celebrities ones that are even minors um and important social figures were being put onto explicit videos uh and now that ai is more readily available even more explicit materials being created every day um Recently, like, I want to say, like, a week or two ago, last month, um, I don't know exactly when, but it was pretty recent, um, a Twitter account posted, I think it was two pictures um, that were explicit AI created of Taylor Swift. I think they had released more previously, but what really caught wind was these two pictures, which, um, you know, out of respect and stuff, I'm not going to say what the 
they were like depicting. Um, it was pretty bad, but you know, out of respect for Taylor and stuff, that shouldn't be shared. Um, and they shared it on Twitter. People call it X. I'm not fucking calling it X. Fuck that. It's not X. It's Twitter. Uh, and I think it was on there for a little while. And then, you know, it started to spark a lot of interest out of people, which interest is a terrible word to use, but it's really the only one that makes sense. Um, I think at first the account went private. I'm not sure if the account got banned or deleted or something, but it did go private. Um, So the photos weren't uh, available, but they were being shared by other people because people took screenshots and stuff. Um, It got to the point where whenever you would search up Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift AI images, Taylor Swift, other things that kind of give away what those photos were. Um, you would get the little uh-oh like thing that was like this isn't, this can't be found whatever, try alternating your search and then it got to the point where it was just Taylor Swift like all together, you couldn't look her up uh, that has now since been changed, you can look her up I don't know exactly when that switched, but you can look her up now um and how I saw it was I was on my feet and I saw a news source claiming that Taylor Swift or her team or whatever were going to be filing a lawsuit against this person that posted the photos. And, like, this has been a really big thing for Taylor Swift, but it's also, like, a really big thing for other celebrities and people. Because stuff like this could literally ruin someone's reputation. Even if it's not real, if people see it or it becomes, like, a hashtag, it'll always be there. Like, people will always be looking for it. So no matter what, you can't really run from it. Yeah, and, you know, there's also those, like, AI chatbots going around. I actually saw, fittingly enough, that today Ethan Nestor uploaded a video being, like, talking to an AI version of myself. And I feel like the fact, not to roast Ethan but the fact that he's not like one of the biggest YouTubers and this is being done to him shows how far this is going that like people are just going to create chatbots of everybody and that could also lead because now the voices are becoming more realistic that could lead to people getting these AI chatbots to say something explicit or inappropriate and then just clipping that and then posting it and having you know, taking it out of context to try and get this person, you know, involved in, like, this controversy and canceled, for lack of a better word, and that could also ruin their careers. And, yeah, like, ever since, because I heard about the deep fakes like, back in 2016, whenever they started happening, and even back then, I thought that that was so weird. For context, in 2016, I was, like, 11 12 years old and even back then I thought that that was weird to be able to just like fake that you know a certain person was doing something and have it look so real and now that it's like been years since then and the technology has only been advancing it's 
only going to get worse. And I'm glad that, you know, Taylor and her team are suing this person because they should. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no one should be able to do stuff like this and get away with it. But the fact that that person was still able to put that out into the world, that might, you know, even though Taylor is suing them, that still might entice other people to try and try it with people that don't have as big of a legal team because Taylor stuff obviously has a gigantic legal team so she can do something about this but someone else isn't as popular doesn't have as much money doesn't have as robust of a legal team someone could do this to someone like that and then possibly get away with it because that person that victim wouldn't have the resources to sue them or wouldn't be able to sue them as easily as Taylor Swift and those are the people that I worry for the most, the people who aren't going to be able to do something about this, either right away or at all. And it's just something that follows them around forever. Yeah. And I mean, I think this really just brings back up the discussion of, is AI really a good thing for people to be able to access so freely? Because what really was like a big topic of discussion was um the like chat gpt thing and students being able to like put in a prompt and it answer their homework or like write essays and stuff for them which i mean like yeah that's a bad thing whatever students aren't learning or putting in effort but like now it's progressing into oh shit people's lives can actually be ruined by this or people can be, like, blackmailed and stuff. Yeah, and the thing is with students is that, like, students, no matter what, will always find a way to not do work. That is just a fact of life. Like, back before even the internet was a thing, it was copying your friend's homework. Like, if someone doesn't want to do their homework, they will find a way to not do their homework. Even if they have to revert back to copying their friend's answers, they will find a way to do it. So I feel like, you know... Mm-hmm. that's just an inevitability that you have to deal with and I'm gonna speak from my school experience with AI the whole AI thing in schools only started ramping up my senior year of high school so then it, my senior year and I think Des would probably agree with this that like most of my teachers the only thing they really said or did about AI was like hey don't do it or like if the teacher was more chill they'd be like you can do it And I can't stop you because they acknowledge that 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 was just the truth. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think anyone in my classes used chat GPT because, I mean, I was in, like, easier classes. So there wasn't really any need for it. Um, Plus, like, I mean, if you weren't going to do the work, most of us just wouldn't do it. So why even care to do chat chat GPT or whatever? Because, like, we don't care enough to even do the work. Um. Not that that's me. <laughs> I did all my schoolwork. <laughs> I did everything. <laughs> I never asked my friends for the answers or just didn't <laughs> do it. I care. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure some people in my class did, but my teachers didn't really say anything. Um, I mean, we had mutual friends that I heard from. That their teachers were like, oh, don't use this. You're hindering your education and stuff. But, I mean, who cared? But I think nowadays, um, because I know 
people were searching up on, like, when that Snapchat AI got released, people were doing that, and it was writing essays. I tried doing that just because I wanted to see if it would write me an essay. I didn't, like, actually use any, like, school prompts or whatever. I think I, like, asked it to write me an essay about the square root of five or something stupid. And sadly, by the time I got to it, it was like, oh, I can't search this up for you. Why don't we find resources? And I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Cause I'm... The, Snapchat, the Snapchat AI is not fun. It's not it's, anymore. It's not down to party like ChatGPT is. Nah, I'd be like, show me your boobs. And it's like, you are harassing me. <laughs> I'm like, you're an AI. <laughs> but I don't know. It seems like nowadays, you know, uh policymakers and stuff are more worried about students cheating using it than you know people making fucking explicit photos and videos yeah which is just like i said students are gonna cheat no matter what and like schools are already doing things to prevent it like i had an english course last semester and the way my teacher got around the whole ai thing was he just thought of prompts that ai couldn't write a good essay for because they involve like personal experiences and the one thing AI can't do at the moment is write essays that have personal experience in them it just writes essays based on facts so that's how he would be able to tell if someone submitted an essay that was actually with the use of AI and he knew like some of like the phrasings and stuff and AI would use so like he was able to detect it himself and I know like other schools have started like doing stuff like that and using like AI detectors and whatever so they have already started to get around it so I feel like the schools aren't the issue right now like they're already like finding methods to get around it and like prevent it when it comes to like actually damaging people's careers that's the issue when it actually comes to like creating explicit material of people that aren't consenting to this or even worse when it's people that are minors and this explicit material is being shared about them that's literally fake that's where the real issue lies and I feel like that's where the government should be putting most of their attention rather than a high schooler using it to write an essay yeah and I mean like a lot of these explicit photos and like the Taylor Swift ones you could clearly see they were AI like it did not make sense but like for some reason, a lot of people did not realize it was AI. And I think I saw, like, a comment of, like, one guy. He was like, oh, my God, I would not, I could not believe she'd be in this position. And then another one was like, yeah, she's a whore. Of course she'd do this. And it's like, can you two not clearly see that this is fucking AI? So, like, there's also that aspect of people being idiots and, like, not realizing it's fake. Which is... Yeah, I mean... I mean, those people are probably old, so that's why they don't. And it's why, like, their personal bias. Like, they probably don't like Taylor, so when they, when they see something like this, they're just willing to believe it. Yeah, but I mean, even that's a bad thing. Because then you have it spread around, like a game of a uh, telephone, where it's like, oh, I saw this picture of Taylor Swift in this position. And then someone's like, did you see this? Did you see the picture? And then it goes on to where it's, like, no longer just a personal bias. People actually think it's real. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think with the possibility of, you know, it being used to ruin people's reputations with it, 
being used so students can cheat, with it being used to also, you know, steal artwork and replace actual artists. I just don't think this is really a good thing right now. Now, yeah, if no. you see me talking to fictional characters in like a chat, chat GPT, mind your business. Mind your business. That, that Ethan Nestor chatbot. Well, no, I said fictional characters. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hop on the Ethan Nestor chatbot. Nah, I'm building my story with Edward right now. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, the or the art AIs are where I really have an issue because I, as an artist, a bad one, but an artist definitely um, not a bad one. Take that back. <laughs> I will fight as you. an as an artist. There you go. As an amazing artist. <laughs> As an artist. Shout out to Nahal. She made our logo. So, like, clearly she's not bad. Um, I obviously am very against any art generating AIs because, you know, like it's been said, it just rips images. Like, the way these AIs learn the art generating ones is they just are um, trained based off of other artists' other artists images but the artists are not you know they don't consent to their images being used they're not paid anything they're not compensated in any way so this ai is just ripping a bunch of artists original works and then just amalgamating that to form whatever quote-unquote art that it spits out and it's just so unethical to just like have it like rip all these artists work and then like the whole point of it is that like people like obviously when it gets better uh, they're not that good now although they've been improving when it gets better like Des said the whole goal of the art generating AIs is to replace actual artists when actual artists actually put like time and energy and effort and skill into like mastering their craft and into each and every piece that they make so it's just infuriating that people are more willing to go to an AI to get art for them instead of actually supporting artists who have dedicated their life to what they do yeah and like um Disney actually came under a bunch of heat not too long ago because uh, for the Loki series for uh, season two, I think they ended up using, I don't know if it was fully AI or it was like partial AI, but there was one promotional image, I think, um, where I think it was at, at least the background was an AI image. And it's like, you couldn't, spend a little bit of money as a multi-billion dollar company to hire an artist that would have made something that looked 10 times better literally like you're fucking disney you have so much money don't why the fuck are you using ai i mean like i could see a very broke soundcloud rapper using ai for an image but all these like rich people companies that have a lot of money using it what's the point exactly i will say though the only like somewhat 
thing I like about AI so far is the uh, AI songs that are being released. I don't know if you've seen them, but like it'll be uh, like an AI cover of another artist song. Yeah, and I think there was one of like Taylor Swift singing uh, "You'll Always Find Your Way Back Home," which was sung by Miley Cyrus in the Hannah Montana movie, which Taylor Swift wrote the song. So a lot of people wanted to hear her sing it. Like, that was cool. And then all the South Park covers, which I may be biased, but I love. Um, Like, I think that's the only somewhat cool thing. But even then, that also goes into the dangerous category of, like, you know, they could have someone sing a word or a sentence or something that could possibly get them in trouble but they didn't actually sing it it was just an ai cover of their voice yeah i mean i think we just as a society should not have ai because humans will just do idiotic and unethical things with it yeah and i mean call me superstitious or whatever but like i'm kind of scared of it getting too smart that's what everybody's scared of like I don't know if you remember, but when, uh, I don't know if it's changed, but you used to be able to ask the Snapchat AI, like, uh, where do I live? And it would be like, oh, well, I, can't, I don't know your location. I can't see that. And then you'd ask it, like, where's the closest McDonald's? And it'd tell you. <laughs> I mean, you can try that right now. I'm scared of, like, exiting out. I'll try it. I'll try it. I'm on. I'm on. I can still do it. Hold on. All right. I named my AI Karen. So where do I live? Oh, no. No place. Tap a tap. Tap a tap. Oh, okay. So my AI said you live in. I'm going to censor that out. United States. One two, one, one, two, three, Sesame Street. Well, it didn't give me my exact address. It gave me my city and my state, which it used to not do that before. I'll ask it, what's my address? Okay. It says, I'm sorry, but I don't have access to your specific address. Where's the closest... Family dollar. So it gave me the actual dun dun thing and gave it the address of the family dollar, and then it said it's just a short drive away. <laughs> and it gave me how many like miles or below mile it's away from me. Dun dun. So yeah, it's a liar. <laughs> and that's creepy. Yeah, a- AI is stupid. Next point. Uh, speaking of, you know, continuing this trend of just shit happening involving celebrities, because there were celebrities involved in both of these commercials in different ways, we have the Super Bowl commercials. So... We're going to be talking about two specific ones, the Uber Eats commercial and then the Cetaphil commercial. 
So the Uber Eats commercial, um, it's already come out. Ahead. Oh wait, this rolls tomorrow. I just remembered that. <laughs> yeah. But I have this Super Bowl party that I have to work tomorrow for one of my clubs and I have this Eagle sweatshirt and you better believe I'm going to show up wearing it. Hey, I mean, Travis Kelsey is related to Jason Kelsey and he... I don't I don't give a shit who he's, who he's related to. Philadelphia Pride, Eagles. Bitch, if you would listen, you would hear me I say he's no. related to Jason Kelsey who played... No, I, I know the point you're trying to make, but I'm trying to say I don't care about that. <laughs> I care about it. They I don't care. inspiration. They are amazing. Anyway, so, um, getting back to this Uber Eats, uh, commercial. Which is so stupid um, why people are mad. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, it centers around people forgetting important things and saying they remember to get Uber Eats because they forgot something else. So, um, for example, uh, Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer, who played, uh, oh my god, Rachel and- Ross. 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 <laughs> and friends um were both in the commercial and the scene that they had together basically involved um jennifer i'm going so plick on names i need a nap all right it involves jennifer not remembering who david is and he's like oh we worked together for 10 years and she still doesn't remember and it's like, oh, but at least I remembered to get Uber Eats, like that whole thing. And then it continues with other people. And then one of the scenes includes a guy forgetting that there are peanuts and peanut butter. Like he's looking at the back of a jar of peanut butter and he's like, oh my God, there's peanuts and peanut butter. And, you know, it's just meant to be like a funny scene. Like all those scenes in this commercial are funny and silly. But then a lot of people are in t- TikTok and are claiming that this is making fun of people with allergies, which I don't see how, uh, like, because the guy in the commercial, he didn't have like an allergic reaction or anything. It just seemed to be like, haha, he forgot there's peanuts and peanut butters, and that's so stupid. Like, I don't understand how deep people are looking into this that they think it's making fun of people with allergies. Yeah. Which, be- I saw this on TikTok, and literally, like, a dude, I don't know if he's like a pediatrician or a dude who studies allergies. I don't know what he is, but he was on there like deadpan, like this is so offensive. This really like stigmatizes food allergies. Like, you know, we shouldn't be talking about this or making fun of this. You know, food allergies are a real thing. And it's just like, dude, where in the fuck does it make fun of an allergy? It makes fun of a dude for not remembering that there's a peanut in peanut butter. Literally, like that's, all it was like tiktok this is why i have a love-hate relationship with tiktok is because it can either be like so funny or enter- and entertaining or it can just be so stupid because anybody on there not anybody but a lot of people on there are just willing to make um such a big deal out of something so small and out of something that wasn't that d- wasn't even anything to make a big deal about like this like this literally had nothing to do with people with allergies and yet all these people are making such this big deal about it and it's like why like literally nothing happened you guys need to relax and stop wanting to be mad about everything exactly and like not to sound like one of those people but like y'all really need to go outside and touch some grass like you no, think literally. this is a big issue it's just a stupid thing where 
you know, a celebrity forgets she works with another celebrity. A dude forgot to wear pants to work. Like, it, it's not that serious, guys. And I'm sorry, exactly. but at this point, being allergic to peanuts, that's natural selection. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> not really. Like, if a peanut takes you out, I'm sorry, bye. <laughs> and I can say that, because milk sometimes takes me out, so. A lot of things could take you out. Bruh, a jalapeno took me out earlier. <laughs> Okay, white girl. It wasn't even that. It wasn't that it was spicy. It's that my stomach could not <laughs> Anyway, moving away from Dess's stomach problems. Cetaphil. Cetaphil, how do we say it? Really? commercial too. I didn't even realize that it was for that until, like, the end. Which, I think that's when you know it's a good commercial. When you can actually like something and not realize that it's, like, a full commercial. But I knew it was a commercial because I heard about it on TikTok. <laughs> So, the basis of this commercial is around a father and daughter struggling to connect. Um, you know, during it, you see the dad watching football while his daughter um, is doing, like, skincare and other normal teen things. Um, at one point, you hear a dude kind of mention Taylor Swift and say, like, she's the NFL's biggest fan right now and stuff. Um and the daughter kind of walks into the room and pays attention a little bit. And the, da- the dad notices how she becomes interested. So it kind of goes on some more. And you can tell it's about Taylor Swift because the girl's wearing, like, friendship bracelets, which is very popular with Taylor Swift fans right now. And towards the end, the dad comes into the daughter's room with a red jersey with a 13 on it. And the whole time he's been wearing an 87 jersey, which, if you don't know, that's Travis Kelsey's number. Uh, but also kind of ties into Taylor Swift because she has a song where it's like, you'll be 87 and I'll be 89. And Travis and Taylor are both born in 89, but Travis wears an 87. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um, and then she comes out and they sit on the couch together and they watch the game and it's really sweet. And it had me crying and it really, you know, just brings up the whole thing if you know dads actually attempted to bond with their daughters and weren't sexist and focused on hating taylor swift they could have a really good time with them and you know it's a great opportunity to share an interest with their child but instead they want to you know publicly go on to hate taylor swift and say things about her just because the nfl decides to put her on camera i think it's like 40 seconds or something and then, like, I think it totaled to, like, two minutes across the couple games where she was actually shown. Which is not Taylor's fault. It's the NFL's fault. But yet, they want to blame everything on her. Exactly. Because, like, all these people want to get so mad that, like, oh, my God, they keep pointing the camera at her. And then, like, they start hating on her because of it. But it's, like, take that up with the NFL. Like, Taylor's just there to watch her man play football. She's not they're asking them to film her constantly so if you're mad about that take it up with the nfl yeah and i mean it's not like she's out in the stands putting on a show or anything or like drawing attention to herself she has her own box that she's in with other celebrities mind you and other players girlfriends and wives so it's not like it's just her there's other people too but everyone just wants to focus on taylor swift yeah 
But um, at the same time, if she wasn't supporting him, going to games, you know, looking excited, kissing him and stuff, he'd be like, oh, she doesn't care. She doesn't care that he's winning games. She She's a bad girlfriend. And it's also uh, funny because I think I saw this somewhere that, like, someone was trying to say that, like, oh, Taylor is, like, trying to use the NFL to boost her career. And it's like, if anything, Taylor is boosting the NFL. Yeah, I think... I read somewhere that they've earned, like, a billion or something. Maybe not a billion. That seems like a lot. But the NFL has gone up a lot and has earned a lot of money just because of Taylor Swift, like, making appearances. And I think Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey, which Jason Kelsey, he was already selling a lot of jerseys because he's Jason Kelsey. And everyone in Philly sees him as, like, the sex symbol, which I'm not opposed, you know? I would argue with that because I've never heard of this man before Taylor started dating Travis. Yeah, well, we're not also, let's watch a game kind of people. Yeah, but I still know some of the players. Girl, you know him. He's the dude who was in the mummer suit giving the speech when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I did not pay attention to that. I just knew people were lighting cars on fire. Once again, (laughs) it proves my point. We're not normal people who are like, oh, yeah, the Super Bowl thing. I knew of him because of that, kind of. I didn't really know his name, but I knew who it was because he was like, yeah, we're the underdogs. We're starving. And he gave the whole speech that I had to watch because it was when we were in seventh grade. And I was just like, okay, why is this dude dressed as like a gay mummer? When the <laughs> mummers are already dressed pretty. <laughs> no, I can't say that. All the Philly people will come after me. But, um... Yeah, like I mean, he was a big thing, but she was already selling a lot of jerseys. But now it's like even more. Yeah, and like I appreciate this commercial. First of all, I already love Cetaphil. I use a lot of Cetaphil products, not sponsored, but I do. And so this just made me like them even more. The fact that like, you know, it is kind of a commercial that's going against what the popular opinion is because right now I feel like the popular opinion especially among men who watch the Super Bowl and just men who watch the games in general is hating Taylor Swift and not wanting anything to do with her so to see them actually like take a positive spin on that and you know take the opposite stance and be like no you could use this to bond with your daughters like you don't have to hate on her just for the sake of hating on her because she gets a little bit of camera time. Like, you can use this to facilitate a connection and turn it into something beautiful instead of just being sex- sexist and hating on her for absolutely no reason. Yeah. And showing that wholesome connection, I hope, will inspire some fathers to, like, think back on their hate and think about actually using it as a way to connect with their daughters. Yeah, and, like... Me and my and dad, son. And, yeah, and son. Like me and my you know, dad maybe haven't had the best relationship, but when he actually you know made an effort to find things that could like have both of our interests, it worked. Like, uh, he's into gaming, so he, and I was into Hannah Montana, so he got me a Hannah Montana video game that we played together, or you know, um. I liked Monster High. So he just showed a little bit of interest in Monster High. 
and learn a couple characters' names. And it felt something that really brought us together. Didn't you also kind of like some of the same music? Yeah. Um, like, I like Avril. All right. I liked Avril Lavigne when I was younger. It was also kind of because my mom liked Avril Lavigne when they were together. So he had gotten an Avril Lavigne CD and he let me see it. And I was like, oh, dad, like, can we listen to this? So he put on Avril Lavigne and we would cycle through the songs like a million times. And we just listened to it because it's something I liked and something he could also like. And then, you know, I just went along with his music taste because I was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> but like it, it's a testament to even me and my dad in our rocky relationship when you actually put in the effort to bond with your daughters which a lot of males decide they don't want to do because they're like oh they won't like it I don't like their things I'm not going to put in any effort you can build a pretty good bond or at least you know start to build a bond with each other yeah no Going into something that I am, that I have very strong, passionate feelings about. We have the Sephora 10-year-olds and their reign of destruction. So th- this is also a pretty popular topic at the moment. So I'm sure if you've been on TikTok, even if you've been on Instagram, you've heard of the Sephora 10-year-olds. But just to give a little bit of a brief rundown. Um... The Sephora 10-year-olds are basically glorified iPad babies. They are the consequences of iPad babies. Because a big community on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram, on the internet in general, is makeup videos and self-care videos. And those videos, a lot of the times, they feature a lot of very high-end products. Sure, you can find some videos where... People are using more affordable products, but a lot of times, especially like the videos on TikTok and a lot of the products that get popular on TikTok are very expensive products. And so obviously there's a lot of young kids, iPad babies on these platforms, even though, you know, obviously they shouldn't even be on these social media platforms because of their age. Obviously that's not going to work because kids can just lie about their age and then get on and then it doesn't make a difference. And so kids find ways to get onto these accounts, see all see these um, older people using all these cool high-end makeup products and then they're like, I want that. I want that because they just want to look as beautiful as this person that they're seeing, uh, not realizing that a lot of it is not down to the product, it's down to the fact that this person is just older than them and has gone through puberty, and they are 10-year-olds who look like 10-year-olds, and so they don't look like this, like, 20-year-old that they're uh, looking at on TikTok. And so because of that, girls as young as 8 to 10 have begun to terrorize uh, local makeup stores, mainly Sephora, to get, as Des has said, their sticky little hands on the most popular products. It's the best way to describe it. And a lot of Sephora employees have begun speaking out and making videos about this trend. And they've coined the term Sephora 10-year-olds because, you know, what else do you use to describe them? And among the different things that they have said, they have said that these kids are destroying testers being 
which testers, in case you don't know, it's kind of in the name, but they're the little, like, sample of a product that, like, is out, like, it's a lips, like, it's the open tube of lip lipstick that you can, like, swatch on your hand to see the color or, like, the open thing of, like, cream or whatever the fuck it is. It's, like, an open product that you can put on your hand and test it out. And, um, yeah, so they're destroying these testers. They're being extremely rude to other customers and the employees, which you're 10 years old, calm the fuck down, have some manners. And they're buying products that can be damaging to their skin. And another thing, because I recently saw one of these TikTok videos from an employee uh, talking about a specific experience that she had with one of these 10-year-olds. And the girl that she was helping was about to buy $900 worth of product. And she was like, like the uh, lady who made this video that was the employee uh, asked her like, oh, do you have enough for it? And she was like, no, but I can just use my mom's money, which first of all, the fucking audacity, like these kids have no concept of money. And I think that's the real issue is that they just see a number, but they don't understand what that means. Like they don't understand how much $900 actually is. And so they're just like, oh, I can use mommy's money it's not that bad and so this girl asks um her mom and her mom like realizes how much it is and starts freaking out on her as she should but then this girl is just not budging at all and she's like okay i'll take one thing out she takes out this like one three hundred dollar perfume which brings the total down to around 700 and then she's like but i'm not taking anything else out and it's like i just can't get over the audacity of this girl to like be so high and mighty over, like fucking Sephora product. like you were 10 years old what the fuck are you using from Sephora because when I was 10 years old I barely understood what makeup even was like I knew it was a thing and I knew it was a thing that like people used but I did not understand it at all so the fact that these people and I had an internet connection at 10 years old it's not like I was cut off from the internet like I uh, I think I got my first iPad when I was 10, so I didn't know much, but I knew some things. And so, the fact that these kids, like, know enough about makeup to know the specific products that they want, and, like, the fact that they want to spend this much on it when it's, like, you were 10. Like, go to Claire's. Just go somewhere else. What the fuck are you doing buying this much product that, like, you're realistically not gonna use it. Like it's fucking insane and then the there's all this arguing back and forth and then finally the mom got uh her daughter to pay 500 instead of the 900 which is still insane not just because it's still 500 dollars with a makeup product that this girl definitely didn't need but also because her sister also paid for 500 dollars with a product um like, at the same Sephora right before her. So this mom just spent $1,000 on both of her daughters, which I'm pretty sure the sister... I forget how old the sister was or if the per uh, person making this TikTok said how old the sister was, but I'm pretty sure the sister was around the same age. Yeah, I don't think uh, she stated how old the sister was. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming she was around the same age. But, um, you know, who knows? Um... And she, like, spent $1,000 on both of them. And also, she had, like, three of the same glossier... I think it was, like, a glossier lip gloss or lip product, something like that. And it's, like, why do you need three of the exact same one? You have tiny-ass lips. 
Also, I mean, it's not like it's a product that's going to be going out of style anytime soon or, like, out of stock. And exactly. with Glossier, their products aren't, like, the best thing in the world. Like, sure, they're popular, but they're not, like, super pigmented. They're not, like, lasting, last long. Or really anything you look for a product, it's kind of like the clean girl aesthetic that mainly draws people in. And so, like, their lip glosses and stuff are just basic glosses that you go get, like, a duplicate or whatever at, like, the fucking Dollar Tree. Yeah, and, like, even me, I don't know if I've ever... I think every time I've been to Sephora and I've bought something, it's for someone else. I don't think I've ever walked into a Sephora and actually bought something for myself. I don't think I've ever bought anything at a Sephora. Like, I... I think, and also, I think both the times I bought something for someone, it was for my mom. Um, and, like, it's because I, if I have to buy makeup for myself, I'm gonna go to Walmart and get, like, the drugstore makeup that, like, still works and is good, but it's just less. Because why am I paying this much for something if I can get a drugstore product that does the same thing for cheaper? Exactly. And, like... Any high-end product I've ever seen received is from Nahal because her mom works for a place that deals with makeup. I've never yeah, bought also... myself something that costs more than, like, $10. <laughs> that, that's another thing. My mom, I'm also in, like, a fortunate position in terms of makeup because my mom works at a um, distribution warehouse facility thing for makeup. So she is able to get a lot of, like, heavily discounted products because she's an employee there. And so I just get a ton of makeup from her. And so a lot of my products, even though they are high end, it's because of my mom. And so that's why I specify like when I have to buy something for myself. Like if I'm not getting something from my mom and I actually have to go out and buy something, I'll choose to buy it cheap because I don't need to spend all this money. Exactly. And like Um, half the time you're getting something that's going to work the same as like a $5 elf product. Yeah. Well, like CoverGirl, L'Oreal, Mabel- Maybelline especially. Yeah. And also, um, another thing that these kids are doing are, excuse me, they're buying products that can be damaging to their skin because obviously they're 10 years old and they're buying these like really concentrated, powerful skincare products. And these skincare products are made for older people, obviously, because there's no such thing as a skincare for 10 year olds because they don't they, like they haven't gone through puberty yet most of the time like they don't they don't need to worry about skincare um and so they have like these intense products and then for like people that like actually have skin issues and so these 10 year olds that don't have skin issues are using this uh powerful skincare stuff on their face and then it's creating issues because it's fighting issues that they don't have and this is um really prominent with the drunk elephant products because that's the main thing that they go after and these products have ingredients that are meant for adults to combat aging which obviously you are 10 years old you do not need anti-aging products relax like it's it's just fucking insane that they're buying anti-aging products at 10 years old that that blows my mind i know and i think even like professionals have said that the stuff they're buying like retinols and stuff you're not even supposed to really be using until you get to like your 20s yeah so 
I think like, I don't even know. I think this just falls under like this whole thing of like this four 10 year olds. It just falls under this larger umbrella of kids wanting to grow up like faster and faster as the generations go on. Like I feel like even in our generation, I don't know from your experience, but at least speaking from my experience, there were people that I was friends with or like people that were in my like grade level that I saw that were like doing crazy things at pretty young ages. And it was just like blowing my mind because I was like, we're literally in middle school. Why are you doing all of this? Like, I feel like kids and even with like these four 10 year olds, like they're just they just want to grow up so fast and do all these things that adults do without appreciating their childhood and, and their youth while they have it. I will say about us, though, mainly in, like, elementary school, I think it's a lot of the students are really just, like, I know me, kind of, speaking from my own experience, it was wanting to grow up more, like, emotionally and, like, mentally, kind of, like, handling, like, oh, you know, I can be adult, so I'm going to do this. That may be having a rough childhood kind of thing, maybe, because I know a lot of, like, the girls and all, even just speaking from my own sense, I wasn't, like, really into makeup. Like, I wanted to wear it and stuff, but I wasn't, like, throwing a fit, being a brat, dragging my family members to the store to get it. I was fine with, like, lip smackers, especially, like, the soda can ones. That was my shit. That's what I would have fought over. Not, like, fucking rare beauty drunk elephant. And, like, I still wore childish clothes and all, which I think is also a big issue with these 10-year-olds. Is they're wearing outfits that I don't think children should really be wearing. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a weird and, like, kind of heavy topic to be discussing that, kind of. Because there's a lot of mixed opinions and stuff. But, I, I don't know. I just think, stay a kid as long as you can. You know, like... You don't really get to be childish when you get older. You get heavily judged for it, which I don't think is right. But, like, this is your opportunity, you know? Wear all the cute, frilly, annoyingly colored dresses. Play with dolls. Play with stuffed animals. Use very shitty, chalky makeup and, you know, smear glitter all over your eyes and your face. Wear bright blue lipstick. Wear tiaras. Wear the little Disney princess heels that hurt really fucking bad. Like, appreciate your childhood. You're going to have plenty of time in your, like, later teen years, 20s, 30s, 40s, to be a sad fucking adult. <laughs> like, I, and I get that's a part of, like, you know, everyone's childhood is you want to grow up faster and you want to be seen as, like, an adult. But I don't know. I think nowadays it's not so much the kids focusing on it. It's more, like, adults and companies pushing it, too. Like, grow up get this latest product do this you don't want to be a kid you want to be like all these cool teens teenagers and stuff and i think that's a very scary situation and thing that we're putting on these children yeah and i also think that like another part of this that annoys me is that like these kids are 10 so therefore they don't know how to do makeup properly and so they're buying all these expensive products and they're just gonna like waste it essentially because they don't know how to do makeup so they're just gonna like I mean like obviously they're like watching all these like fucking tutorials and stuff but like no matter how many tutorials you watch you're gonna be bad 
at the thing you're watching a tutorial at to begin with because that's just how it works. And so these 10-year-olds are watching all these videos and thinking that they know how to do makeup, but in reality, they're still going to mess up. And instead of messing up with, like, the cheaper, like, Claire's products, they're now messing up with this, like, $20 foundation. Yeah. And I think, too, because um, I know, like, when we were 10, I was into, like, watching, um, like, Monster High makeup tutorials. Like, how to look like Jackie Laura, how to look like Frankenstein, and then, like, how to look like Cinderella. And it was, like, also little girls doing these makeup tutorials. So, it wasn't, like, how to snatch your face like a queen, how to do a smoky eye. It was, like, centered around kids, you know, just doing dress-up and stuff, not, oh, here's how to look hot, here's the latest trend, which... I think a lot of parents need to be supervising what their children are watching more. See, that wasn't even my experience. My experience when I was 10, I was just watching toy videos. I mean, I did too, but... <laughs> I was, I didn't start watching makeup tutorials, I think, until I was, like, 12. Yeah, I mean, it was really just those, like... It wasn't even, like, makeup makeup. It was, like, here's a Halloween look, and it was very badly done, and it was, like, face paint and shit. But it it was a kid thing, not, you know, adult stuff that did eventually yeah. lead me into watching older makeup tutorials and stuff. But as I've told you, I wasn't even allowed to wear makeup really until, shit, I'd say like 13s when I was allowed to wear mascara. Like I got makeup and stuff when I was younger, but that was because, you know, I was doing silly little Draculaura makeup looks or Five Nights at Freddy's Chica inspired looks. It wasn't because I was actually wearing makeup to go out. If I even tried to do that, my mom would have dragged me back in the house and said, wipe it off. Yeah. And yeah, so it's just insane. And so going back to these drunk elephant products, um, the reason why these kids go after on these products specifically is because of how much people are talking about it and how they can make quote-unquote smoothies out of it which just involves mixing other drunk element products on top of one of the containers to like make a super product that like does a lot of stuff and that has been popularized by people on tiktok doing it and this is where the ruining testers comes in because the kids are doing this to the testers in the stores and so, like, since these kids are making the smoothies on the testers, this has ruined a lot of testers because now, like, the tester of one product is now contaminated with, like, all cross-contaminated, I guess I should say, with all this other product. And then they have to get rid of the tester and get a new one. And so it's just a lot of money uh, wasted. Yeah, and it's not and... like these containers are, like, you know, they're doing it on the lids or whatever. The main one they're doing it, I don't know if it's like a moisturizer or something, but it's like a pump lid. So like you pump it and product comes out and it kind of sits on there and you're supposed to like scoop it up and apply it or whatever. But they're pumping these products and then using like droppers and dropping it onto there. Like they use like a brightening serum or something and they'll put other things on it and they'll mix it up in like the top of the product. So now the product's all fucked up. And it's not like yeah, wipe it off a lid or something. Yeah, and 
like they just have no respect for like the store or like the testers or like other people or anything they just care only about themselves which i feel like is another trend that we're seeing with this younger generation is that a lot of them because they've just grown up with like technology surrounding them they're just very like self-centered a lot of them that are like glued to technology and now because these gr little girls are ruining these testers so much the testers either now have to be put away completely or people have to be constantly supervising them which I like if I worked at a Sephora first of all I would kill myself <laughs> but if I worked at a Sephora and I got told by my manager that I had to supervise the fucking drunk elephant drunk elephant testers because of these 10 year olds I would quit I would simply quit because I would just get so annoyed that it got to that point that I literally, my designated job was just supervising these fucking testers to make sure these girls don't ruin them. And even then, with how little regard these kids have for people, I'm sure they would not care if an employee told them, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And, like, I think it's a part of growing up, you know, when you reach, like, 13, 14, 15, or at least that was the age when I went, like, when we started going to the mall and stuff, um, you know, you go into Sephora, and you fucking cover your arms with all the products, and you don't buy anything, you walk out, because you're fucking poor, you're, you're middle schoolers and early high schoolers, but, you know, you don't fucking destroy anything, or, you know, make the employees' lives terrible, you know, you're just yeah. some little kids watching eyeshadows and fucking glitters and shit on your arm, but at the end of the day, it's not hurting anyone. Unlike these kids who are fucking actually ruining products. Yeah, because, like, the yes, the products are there to be swatched, but they're not there to be, like, mixed like it's your own product and you can just do whatever the fuck you want with it. So if you're using the tester to just test it, sure, do whatever you want, obviously, but, like, don't fucking mix up a bunch of stuff and just act like it's your own because it's not. It, it belongs to the store. There's other people that want to test it without it being mixed with a bunch of other shit. Yeah, and I think that's really, like, a big divide between, like, Gen Z and then, what is it, Gen Alpha? Is it, yeah. At least we had the respect to not go and destroy shit in stores and, you know, act like we're the hottest shit, we can do whatever we want. Whereas these kids are, like, thinking, oh, well, it's fine, it doesn't matter to me, I don't have to obey the rules, I don't have to have manners. Yeah. And... Um, a lot of employees have tried to you know, warn these kids and their parents that the products that they're trying to buy, these drunk elephant products, are way too rough for their skin. And the children, like I said multiple times, because they don't care about anything, they don't care and go further to respond with disrespect and insults. And then the parents, who should be the ones stepping in, they also tend to not care or just give in to their children because... And that's another thing that the person who made the TikTok about her experience that I mentioned before also mentioned was that she thinks that a big problem with this is that these kids don't know how to say no because their parents have always said yes to them, always allowed them to do whatever they want. So they don't know what the word no means. Like they don't know what it means when someone tells them no and that they can't have everything they want or do whatever they want. And so... Because these parents have just always given in to their children's demands. 
they're just used to getting whatever they want and will fight until they get whatever they want because they've been giving given everything that they wanted throughout their entire lives. And I feel like, you know, in that regard, it does ally on the parents because, you know, I can't speak for every child and every parent. I'm sure some of these parents um, are actually trying, like, the mom in that TikTok video because she was, like, actually, like, talking back to her child and, like, trying to tell her, like, no, you can't do this. So she clearly was trying to put her foot down. But, like, these other ones that don't try at all, it's, like, you have to realize that if you never say no to your kid, this is what's going to end up happening. Because my, um, my mom, she tried to, always tried to give me whatever I could, but she still didn't let me have everything, obviously, because we don't have infinite money. And so she would sometimes say, like, oh, no, you can't have this, no, you can't have that, and even though... I was upset about it sometimes as a kid. I did get over it. I wasn't just like arguing with her until I got my way. Like eventually I would just be like, okay, I can't have that, which is just a lesson you have to learn as a child. And if you're never taught that lesson, then this is what it ends up resulting in. Yeah. And I mean, that was basically the same with my mom, but I also wasn't like one of those kids who really wanted like expensive shit and all that. Really, for me, it'd be like, oh, can I have another fucking silly bands bag? Yeah. I'd be like, no. And then I, if I was in a mood where I'd cry, my mom just be like, okay, well, you're not getting anything then. But I also wasn't a fucking brat, so most of the time I'd just be like, oh, okay. Yeah, and that's the same thing with uh, me, too, is because I n- knew what money meant. Like, I knew when something was too expensive and so when something was too expensive a lot of the time I wouldn't even ask my mom about it because I either a knew she would say no or b I just didn't want her spending that much money in the first place because I understood the concept of money yeah and I feel like that's another thing that these parents have to drill into their kids is like what $900 actually is because these kids have either no sense of what money is or they have such a warped sense of what money is that they think $900 is nothing or they just don't know what it is at all. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, shit, they're lucky. That little girl's lucky she was able to spend $500. If I yeah. attempted that, my mom would have been like, hell no, you're not getting anything or any of my other family members or family friends or whatever. I mean, like, you can't appreciate what you're getting. You're not going to get this then. You're not going to have yeah, that. Yeah, and my mom would have done the same thing. Which and... I don't understand why these parents are now being like, okay, well, instead of arguing with you and, you know, teaching you a lesson, I'm just going to give in to you. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, it's your money. Like, you can just say, no, we're leaving and then get out. Shit. I've had to drag a couple kids out of a store by their hand crying and throwing a fit. But guess what? They learned they weren't going to act like that. I didn't hurt them, obviously. But, you know, sometimes you have to be like, no, you're not getting this. And you have to take them out of a store, even if it's a little embarrassing for you and it causes a scene. Or how else the kid is going to ever learn that, no, you can't get everything you want. Yeah, that's just part of development. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of it's either... 
the parents do hurt the kids and are way too aggressive with it and, you know, fucking terrorize them or they don't do anything and they just let the kids learn, hey, it's fine, I'm going to be a pushover for you, which are two ends of the spectrum that you should never go to. Yeah. And so because of all of this, this has led to a lot of people discussing why parents are allowing their children to get away with this behavior and why they're even allowing these kids to have access to sites that clearly state they're not old enough to be on in the first place. Now, from my personal experience, my mom didn't really know what social media was. She still kind of doesn't. I have taught her a lot about what social media is. And so when I got on social media, I got on it because my mom didn't know what it was, so she couldn't really stop me. And so that was my thing. But I feel like, you know, as a parent, you should be monitoring, especially like in this age where there's so much content out there and a lot of it is not healthy for kids to be consuming you really should be monitoring and keeping a close eye on what your kids are consuming because they could end up consuming some stuff that's very harmful to them and go down these terrible rabbit holes and just believing a bunch of shit that's not true or that's just very harmful and then they could end up hurting themselves hurting other people and you want to be cautious with that. That's just a fact of being a parent in today's world is that you have to be mindful of what your kids are watching. And it's fine for kids to watch, like, you know, uh, makeup videos and, you know, stuff like that if they find it entertaining. But you still have to explain to them, like, what these things are so they are not buying a fuck ton of drunk elephant products and destroying their skin with it. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not really one to talk too much and, like, really criticize the people because I was unrestricted on the internet, basically. Like, you know, my mom kind of kept an eye to make sure I wasn't getting on, like, any explicit sites, really. But, like, I was free to roam YouTube and a bunch of other social medias. My mom still checked in here and there to make sure, like, you know, it wasn't too bad and I still had a little bit of supervision, really, but, you know, I was able to look up fucking Markiplier videos a little bit before I should have, really, or, you know, those fucking don't hug me, I'm scared videos, which traumatized me. Nah, I love don't hug me, I'm scared. I mean, yeah, now, but at (laughs) 10 years old, when I first watched it, bro, I almost shit myself, and I couldn't sleep alone for, like, three months. I first I first found out about that from the Fine Brothers making YouTubers react to it. I did too. <laughs> and I, w- I wasn't traumatized. I was just confused. I was like, oh, what was that? And then I watched them react to the second one and I was like, haha, this is funny. Look at the reactions. Yeah, no. I was scared, <laughs> but I was still very interested. So I watched them all. And, you know, I probably watched more adult YouTubers that either I forget or I don't want to mention. Um, And, you know, I went on twitter way before i should have Mm -hmm. which i got my consequence because my twitter that i had since i was 
like 10 got banned when I put in my actual age a couple years ago. So that got me, but way too late. That happened with mine too, but then I fought back and I got it back. I didn't fight back. I just made a new one. You can't uh, take down a bitch like me. My Instagram got hacked. My Twitter got taken down. You can't take me down. I'm going to get that shit back. They could take me down. Rip skeleton <laughs> hell. <laughs> um, what else did I make? I made like a Facebook, but my family was on there, so I wasn't doing anything bad. My Facebook, my Facebook accounts kept getting hacked, so. Yeah. And I think I made like an Instagram too. I don't know exactly, but. I think it was also the age where, you know, it wasn't, it was still dangerous, but it wasn't as, like, dangerous as it is now. Because a lot of the content you see looks, you know, kind of innocent at face value. But, you know, now it's all these adults selling, like, fucking skincare that's not meant for children to children and stuff. Whereas for us, it was like, haha, here's a fucking grown man youtuber who swears a lot and plays video games that you probably shouldn't be watching but go ahead and watch and you know also like 2014 that was the time of like all those cringy ass YA dystopian books and all and like John Green so that's what I focused on really yeah, was my The Fault in Our Stars and Hunger Games and Mark Player playing Five Nights at Freddy's and the Fine Bros and uh, every other thing really popular at the time. Uh, the real thing that got me was Can Your Pet. Did you play that? I watched people play it. I didn't play it myself. I played it. I was so sad. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like it's a different kind of culture and stuff on social media than it is now or well, yeah. back in the day. I mean, really, like the worst thing I guess we had to come across was like self harm and eating disorders and stuff. Yeah, and that was a, a lot of <clears throat> a lot of that was contained to Tumblr, which that's a whole other episode. Yeah, I think that was more like me and my teens, like thirteen and fourteen seeing that earlier than I should have or at all. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel it's different. Like I won't name names, but you know how many people I've known and seen their kids on TikTok at least and gotten them taken off. We're like, nope, too young. Yeah. Which I'm not gonna name names because then people are gonna get mad at me. <laughs> but hey, if you're not gonna keep an eye on your kids and what they're doing I'm going to call him out for it. Exactly. Because, like Des said, it's just a very different climate on social media now. So you really have to be observant. You don't have to be like a helicopter parent, but just like know what they're consuming and what they're watching. And so that leads to the question, are the parents lazy or do they simply not care? I feel like it's a lot of them just not caring because... I feel like, and this is something that my uh, personality theories professor actually mentioned kind of recently, is that there's like some parents that they 
want to be because a lot of parenting styles are influenced by like different generations so like you know the parents um a lot of the parents of these children grew up with um their own parent being really strict on them and like kind of you know maybe a little bit helicopter-ish and so when they have their own kids they're like okay I'm not gonna do that I want to be my kid's best friend because maybe they didn't have that like best friend relationship with their own parents so they're like oh I want to be cool I want to be my kid's best friend because they want to be the cool parent and so then they're like oh I'm not gonna you know monitor their social media usage at all they're fine you know I don't want them to get annoyed with me or think that I'm not cool so you know I'm gonna let them do whatever they want and it's like no, you can't just let them do whatever they want because that has consequences. Yeah. And, and I think it's more of, like, the younger millennials more than the older millennials now. Yeah. That are kind of with it. Because, like, my mom, she's technically, like, an old millennial. She's, like, a year. The year it was, like, started or whatever. And my mom, she was, like, a good mom with, you know, I'm going to teach you the rules. I'm not going to be, you know, aggressive with you and I'm not going to, you know, be rude, but, you know, you're not going to go around disrespecting others. You're not going to go around disrespecting property. Um, You know, you're going to stay a kid as long as you can. You're not going to go wearing a full face of makeup out. You're not going to go wearing inappropriate clothes. Um, You know, the main thing is school. You're not going to focus on other things. Um. And she's still like that, whereas, you know, I think, like, younger millennials, they're like, oh, well, you know, it's your body. You can wear whatever clothes you want on it. Um, You know, you can act however you want. You don't have to respect others. You know, it's fine. I'm going to be real gentle on you, which I think, like, I don't think gentle parenting is a bad thing, but I don't think it's really done as it should be. A lot of people don't do it the way it's intended to be done yeah and you know how do we fix this behavior I think it's just being that a little bit more strict with your kids once again you don't have to be a helicopter parent but just being mindful of what they're watching and laying down some ground rules being like you can do this but not this or you can't take this too far just like there have to be some rules, otherwise there's just going to be chaos. Like, you can't just let your kids roam completely free. You have to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, and you know, also keeping open that kind of door, I guess, where your kids feel like they can tell you things and, like, they respect you. Because, like, going back to my mom, like... I knew I was free to basically roam YouTube all I wanted and stuff and all these other sites, but I knew that, like, if I saw anything explicit or whatever, I had to go tell her or, you know, I had to get off of it very quickly because I knew it was a bad thing that, you know, me as a child, I should not be seeing. Um, And, you know, it was just, I, I felt comfortable to tell her things like that instead of being like, I don't care. I'll just see it anyways. Yeah. Which, you know, is also a thing that we're implementing. My two siblings, because they're iPad babies, <laughs> sadly. Um, 
like, you know, I'll go in and check to see my brother's watching. And a couple times, you know, I've caught him watching SF Sniper Wolf, which is not the worst thing, but I also don't think someone his age or really anyone should be watching her. So I told him, like, hey, you either turn this off and you watch a YouTuber that, you know, me and our mom approve of, or you don't get to watch YouTube. You're going to be stuck to Netflix or Disney. And he stopped watching it. Scarlet, you know, I tell her, like, you can watch these things, but if you're watching little boys and girls that, you know, think it's funny to disrespect their parents or their parents think it's funny to disrespect other people, you're not watching that. You're going to have YouTube taken off your iPad. And they do a pretty good job with it. Yeah. Like, we're gentle with it, but we're not just like, okay, well, you can get away with it. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It's just about setting some basic boundaries and rules. That's all it is. Yeah. And so this is tying to the new generation not being able to read such being disrespectful to teachers. I think it definitely does. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, not being able to read, yeah, it's because they're fucking glued to their iPads and they just don't care to read or, like, learn how to read or, like, do anything if they have an iPad at their disposal. And being disrespectful to teachers, yeah, obviously, because they're being disrespectful to anybody that gets in their way, their parents, employees, customers, like, anybody that doesn't agree with them and lets them do what they want or get what they want, they're just going to be disrespectful to because they've endured no consequences for it. Yeah. So why are they going to stop? Which, as I've been, like, giving you know, little antidotes on my siblings and stuff. Nahalra can't give the same things because she's an only child. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, she's been around my siblings long enough to know and see, like, how we do it and stuff. And I think you've picked up pretty good on it, too. Um, Yeah. But, you know, with, like, the kids not being able to read, my brother, he struggled really bad because his first year of school in kindergarten was (laughs) during fucking COVID so (laughs) that was rough for him it was the kid could just not sit still because he was at home and he saw me and scarlet playing which i shouldn't have been playing because i was supposed to be in class but i was too busy fucking (laughs) minecraft and (laughs) not attending classes um but we'll ignore that that's not what this is about um i still have that video of us playing minecraft from april look i will say that that was the most (laughs) fun i've had in a while (laughs) (laughs) was us just not paying attention to our teacher and building our own little world (laughs) um but yeah you know the kids struggled with it as did all the other kindergartners like they were at home they're not used to the school stuff and it was a new thing but you know eventually we like we're like my brother you know we sat him down and we're like you know this is school you can't be playing you have to be respectful to your teacher and you know watch her and then eventually, like, when he could finally start going to school. But we already taught him, like, respect for other adults and stuff. We're like, you know, these are your teachers. You have to listen to them. They're here to, you know, help educate you. You don't be rude to them. You don't talk when they're talking. You know, you don't say anything rude to them. You sit. You listen. You raise your hand when you want to talk. You be nice to your classmates. You know, just, just don't be a brat. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, my brother, he struggles a lot out of school, but he is very respectful to his teachers. His teachers never really said anything against him besides, you know, 
the kid talks a little bit too much, but the kid has ADHD. <laughs> so, so. And also, it's just my brother, as you know him. Like, yeah, he's just a talker, but it's not like in a disrespectful way. He's just kind of talking without knowing, <laughs> I guess. Um, and like he's been struggling with the reading thing, but you know, we sat him down and I talked to him actually pretty recently. Um, I was like, you know, you focus too much on your iPad. You're always playing on your iPad or your video game. Why don't you ever read something on there? And he was like, oh, well, we don't have books on there. I was like, that's probably a lie. I said, okay, why don't you listen to an audiobook or something on YouTube? Like, they have people who read books. And he's like, oh, well, he had some excuse for that. But, you know, it got to the point where we're like, okay, well, why don't we buy you a book you're interested in? He's like, you guys never buy me books I'm interested in. I'm like, because you don't ever ask for a book. You ask for a video game. Um, So we got him, I think it was the new Five Nights at Freddy's book based off the movie or whatever. That got oh, him interested. in Christ. I know, but hey, if it's going to get him to read, <laughs> that's all I care about. I know. And then, you know, recently when I went and I got my license, I took my test in Gettysburg. So my dad drove us around the city and we like went up to statues and bridges and stuff, which Saks Bridge, the one me and you went to. Um, mm-hmm. You remember that plaque we read? Where we yeah. Up history? He was sitting there. He was reading it. And this kid, I've Ooh. never seen him pronounce words that big. I was there. I was like, good job, buddy. I feel like a lot of these parents don't really care to get to know what their kids are actually like. And if they, you know, learn their, learn their interests, they could get them things that interest them. They could take them places to read things that would get them interested in reading. So it really is that the parents are too fucking lazy. Like, I don't know how else to say it. And I will say it's not the teacher's responsibility to teach your kid literally every fucking thing in their life which a lot of the teachers or a lot of the parents are like, well, I don't have to teach them that their teachers will do it. Or I don't have to do that. Their teachers will do it. No, your teachers are there to, you know, educate them on the English language, how to read mathematics, science and stuff. Not, you know, how to teach your kid be fucking respectful to others. Yeah. Which that's another thing that my uh, personality, personality theories professor brought up is that like with this new generation Parents are relying on teachers and daycare people more and more to teach their kids everything. Like, they're taking a lot less initiative to teach these kids anything because they're just dumping it on other people so they don't have to deal with it and so they don't have to do it. And so a lot of these teachers are having to work a lot harder because a lot of these parents are working a lot less to teach your kids even the most basic of things like some of these parents won't even have their kids potty trained before they go into kindergarten anymore because they're just that lazy and they just don't want to do everything and they just think that the teachers and the daycare people will take care of it when that's not their fucking job yeah you have to teach your kids something and like if you're struggling with an aspect like you know we struggled with potty training my sister and we're still doing it reach out to a doctor, reach out to like a child psychologist or something, you know, or fucking go on Google and learn shit. Like we struggled with my sister because she, you know, wasn't adapting as quickly as me and my brother did, which my brother also struggled with it. So guess what? We went on Google, we searched up, we went to her doctor and we're like, hey, she's struggling with this. And we learned what could possibly be the things triggering that. 
And guess what? We changed it up. We did other ways and tried other ways to help her. And we tried other ways with my brother. And guess what? They picked it up. So, you know, actually care about your kids a little fucking bit. And, you know, maybe you'll see some progress in them. Yeah. And so this all leads to the big question. How do we stop these feral children? I think by the parents actually giving a shit. Yeah, like, I agree with gentle parenting. I think that it could be a good parenting style. But you actually have to know how to fucking do it. You know, like, it's not just give your kid whatever you they want. Say yes to them all the time because you don't want them to be traumatized a little bit or some shit people claim. No. You're kind to your kids. You know, you teach them in good ways. You explain things to them. Like, you don't just say, oh, because I said so. They're like, oh, well, because of this and this is the consequence and things. You teach them consequences. You don't just say, okay, well, whatever, and go balls to the wall. Yeah. Like, gentle parenting can work, but there just needs to be a line somewhere. And the line is, you know, parents getting off their phones, putting some attention into their kids. Which I don't think is too hard. You know, kids can be fucking interested. Interesting. Yeah. Like, the shit my siblings say, sometimes I'll just sit there and I'm like, what? Tell me more <laughs> about that. How did that come into your brain? <laughs> and so then, our main topic and our last topic, the fucking Stanley Cups. Fuck this trend or this hype and this obsession, whatever it is fuck this no literally i i fucking hate them so going you know if you don't have any idea what the stanley cups are you probably have seen them because they've been fucking ever especially all over tiktok a bunch of people in my college have them so you probably have seen them they're like the big to-go cups with the handle and straw on them and it was probably popularized by the people on water talk who did water of the day and they would just make these different types of quote-unquote waters which you're probably asking how the fuck are they making water well the answer to that is they would take water and they would add like a bunch of different syrups and flavor packets to it like the type of syrups that you put in like coffee or like alcohol and things like that to make it flavorful and the packets would be like skittles powder sonic ocean water like that type of shit those like flavor packets that you mix into water to make it into a different drink girl don't be coming at the flavor packets we have here i'm just saying that that's what they are and they were calling it water the ones we have (laughs) don't call us out like that as long as you're not water talk people you're fine hell fucking no (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah, they would dump all of this syrup, all these syrups and flavor packets and stuff into it, and then still claim it was water, even when people called it out and were like, hey, this isn't fucking water, because you added all this shit to it, and they were like, no, it's still water, and it, it, it was a fucking whole thing. At this point, it's just fucking juice. Call it what it is, ladies. No, literally. Also, and- half the time, they wouldn't even use water. They'd use, like, LaCroix and shit. Yeah, no, I literally remember there was this one video, because Curtis Connor made a video about it that's really good. You should go watch it. 
And he literally included this clip of this girl where she was like, oh, I'm going to make this water, but instead of using normal water, I'm going to use sparkling water. Which is like, girl, you literally just made fucking soda. Like, that's all soda is, is just flavored syrup and sparkling water. So, yeah, that's where the popularity of the cup probably started from. And also from this image going around the internet of the cup surviving a fire and ice. Surviving a fire and ice still being present on it, showing how powerful it was. And it's basically... The popularity of the Stanley Cup is basically just the Hydro Flask 2.0, which if you don't remember or don't know what the Hydro Flask was, in like 2019, when Visco Girls were a thing, one of the things associated with Visco Girls was this Hydro Flask, which is it's just like a brand of water bottles. It's just an insulated water bottle that is just... It looks pretty normal. You can Google pictures of it. I don't know how to describe it other than it's a fucking insulated water bottle. And that was like the bottle at the time that everybody had. And like so many people um, collected them and like just everybody had an obsession with this bottle. And, you know, like the trend cycle does it, you know, eventually faded out of popularity. And then now these Stanley Cups are the popular ones but people have been pointing out that they're going to fade out of popularity because you know that's just how things go and especially since a lot of these people that are fucking obsessed with these stanleys have so many different colors of them which i don't understand because i understand wanting to have different water bottles but having different colors of this same water bottle i just don't understand because like you only need one like why do you need these different colors just because to suit whatever mood you're in that day just pick one color that you like you don't need so many of them because eventually you're gonna like you can lie to yourself all you want and tell yourself no I'm not gonna get bored of this water bottle I'm gonna use it forever but like realistically that's not true there is gonna be a day where you don't like this bottle anymore because of the trend cycle or because like, you just don't like it whatever and then it just ends up in a landfill. And if you have, like, fucking 15 of them, then that's 15 going in the landfill when it could have just been one from you. Like, it's just... The whole point of using reusable water bottles is that it's better for the environment. But if you're buying so many of them, then it's negating any positive benefits you get from it. And... The obsession... And also, this is another thing, because I saw this um, TikTok, a, a different TikTok from this teacher who works at a school in Chicago, and she was talking about what's in and out with high schoolers in 2024, and I was like, okay, this, you know, I was watching this TikTok and TikTok, and I was like, okay, a lot of this stuff I'll probably recognize because I literally just graduated from high school last year. And a lot of the things she, she said were pretty shocking, but one of the things she pointed out that even I started to see at my college was that the Stanley Cups are now starting to go out of trend, like I suspected they would, and they're being a replaced with those Awala water bottles, which I'm pretty sure like they're sold at Target, 
and nowhere else. I'm pretty sure they're exclusively sold at Target. And I don't know how to describe them. They look close to what a normal water bottle would look like. They come in like different color combinations and stuff. You can look at pictures of them. It's kind of hard to describe what they look like because they just look like a normal water bottle. And so they're ugly. Hold on. Yeah, no, they are ugly. I hate them. I don't understand why like, people like them and their color combinations are so ugly too. What the fuck? <laughs> These look like the fucking protein shaker things. <laughs> or like those... the blender bottles? Yeah, or like those character ones they have at um five below. Yeah. But even then, I'll take my five dollar Karomi water bottle over this fucking sippy cup. There's exactly. literally a sippy cup one. What the fuck? And they have a knockoff Stanley. Yeah. I hate shit like this. And so, um, this obsessing, obsessive hoarding people have had with these Stanley Cups have led to some people, and by some I mean a lot of people, breaking the Starbucks boycott, which uh, people are boycotting the Starbucks because they support Israel. It's led to a lot of people breaking this Starbucks boycott to get the Stanley and Starbucks collab cup, which I don't fucking understand because it was literally from what I saw, it was just a pink cup that said Starbucks X Stanley on it. Like it literally was not anything special. And there were people running to get this cup. And it's like, you realize the money that you spent on that cup went to kill innocent people, right? You you do realize what you're funding, right? Like that cup is not worth innocent people dying. And, like, you have to... These people also have to realize that that was probably part of Starbucks's ploy because they actually have been losing a lot of money because of this boycott. And so they probably did this collab on purpose to try and get a bunch of people to buy this cup so they could earn more money knowing that it would work because of how crazy the Stanley people are and of course it did work so it just fell right into their trap yeah and I will like come in and say Starbucks is really trying it like they released a whole like cat line thing with all these cute little kitten images and stuff and people are like actually falling for that shit and it's like they're only coming out with this stuff to get you guys to break the boycott like, are you really that fucking dense and stupid to fall for that shit? Like, I hope it's worth it drinking out of these cups and all, knowing that you just killed a little fucking five-year-old or something in Palestine. Exactly. Like, like if you guys ever feel, you know, the need to go and buy the shit, go on Twitter and look up videos of these poor little babies dying or losing their families or going fucking blind or losing limbs. You know, seeing their houses burned down, their parents dying right in front of them, their animals dying in front of them, them begging for this to stop, them writing letters, you know, saying, oh, I can't wait for this is over. I'm going to do this when it's done. I'm going to do that. And then they fucking die the next day. Like, I really hope it's fucking worth it. Exactly. Like, because like that's 
the thing that I can't understand is how you can buy something like this and not realize what your money went towards. Like, you just have to be so fucking sick in the head or just so fucking cut off from the ramifications that your actions have to break a boycott like this to buy a pink cup. Exactly. When there's a million fucking pink cups from every fucking brand on the planet. Stanley already had a pink cup. It just looked fucking different. Like, relax. And it didn't even fucking look different. It's just that the fucking tag had a heart on it. Oh my god, you really had to go fund a genocide because you wanted a fucking little pink heart on a tag? Wow. No, literally, it's so fucking stupid. Um, uh, Des wrote, is not real, can burn, boo. Would you like to explain what that means? Yeah, is not real. Is real. Can burn, boo, fuck y'all. I did not comprehend that. I thought you were talking about, like, an actual can. No, that's what people have been saying about Israel because, uh, like, videos on TikTok and stuff will get taken down or shadow banned, I guess the word is for it and stuff, so that's how they kind of censor it. Censor it. Also, I mean, it's pretty fucking, you know, real to say that it's not real. <laughs> yeah. If you couldn't tell, you know, which side we were on, we're on the one <laughs> brain dead. Um, so, yeah. Hope that makes people mad. Um, one of the main controversies that have been surrounding the Stanley Cups recently is that uh, they have lead in them. Which, at first, it started off as a rumor, and then recently it was actually confirmed by Stanley that the cups contain lead. However, according to them, it's not actually harmful unless there's a specific circumstance. So, and you'll probably have to look up pictures of this to understand what I'm saying, or if you, for some reason, have a Stanley cup, you can go look at the cup or the 50 that you have. Um, on the bottom of the Stanley cups, there's this little circle, like, cap covering in the middle. And inside that covering is where the lead is. It's like a lead filling for whatever reason. And uh, Stanley has said that as long as that cap is intact, it's not damaged, and it that cover thing is on, then you're not at risk for any lead exposure. But if that does, if that cap cover thing does become damaged it does come off, then you are at risk for lead exposure, which I don't understand why they're even using lead in the cups in the first place, because Hydroflask uh, came out with a statement after this rumor came out talking about how they haven't used lead in their process since 2012, I'm pretty sure was the date. It was like over a decade ago, at least. And so... The fact that they have not used lead for over a decade, but then Stanley's using it now is really confusing because that's one thing that they didn't address is why they're using lead because they don't ha really have a reason to. Like you can fill, you can have the filling be something else. It doesn't have to be lead. I'm fine with them using lead because then it takes out all the fucking idiots that use it. Yeah, that's aggressive. The ones that, you know, break boycotts and shit. They're the ones that can be fucking taken out. Natural and, solution at this point. Literally. And uh, going back to the whole, like, um, fancy Starbucks collab cup thing. 
someone also laminated one of the labels because it was pretty, which like I think you sent me like a video of somebody doing this where they it wasn't like the t it wasn't like a hanging off tag. It was like the label that like wrapped around the cup. I think it was like one of like the Valentine's Day limited edition cups or something. Yeah. Someone took off the label and like laminated the whole thing and then like secured it back on the cup and I just sat there and I was like it's a fucking label. And once again, it's a label with a fucking little <laughs> heart. It's not special. yeah, it does not look that different from the normal label. Like it's seriously not that big of a deal. I just, it it's just so, like, brain rotting to have to sit here and, like, see this shit online and see people like this stuff. Like, you could be spending your money on other shit. That's Donating great. to Palestine. Yeah, here's an idea. Why don't you take the fucking 500 plus Stanley Cups you have and, you know, go fucking donate them. Because the whole point of it is they're so good. They hold water and it's temperature so well. Then why do you need more than one? You don't need one to every fucking outfit you wear. Get a fucking black or white one. Those are colors that go with everything. Or just get like a cute color. Like the main water bottle I use is just like a cute blue tie-dye one because I like blue and I like tie-dye. I don't care if it matches my outfit or if it doesn't. I just like the design. Shit, the only time I buy, like, actually go to buy water bottles and shit is if it has, like, fucking Hello Kitty or something on it. And then... I don't buy water bottles like that. I think the last bottle I bought was in fucking July or August and was like a Karomi summer one. And that one was $5. Besides that, I get like free water water bottles and shit from like stands. Like the one I have right now is from some health company that we got because we spun one of those little wheel things and it was like free water bottle. That's how I get my water bottles. And guess what? They work. They last long. yeah like and that's another issue I have with these cups is that they're fucking $50 $40 it's like you do not need to spend that much on a cup for it to be like a insulated nice cup like the water or water bottle the water bottle that I have right now that I use was literally from fucking Walmart and I think it was less than $20 and it is giant and it works perfectly fine it keeps my water cold for 24 hours it's amazing My thing, though, is, like, all these water bottles, like, saying, oh, you know, it'll stay insulated for this many days. And why are you not changing your water sooner than that? yeah Like, I don't know about y'all, but I get, like, a new water every day. Also, I drink my water pretty quickly. So, yeah like, why are y'all letting this shit just sit in these bottles? <laughs> Exactly. Like, I feel like most of the water bottles I see are 24 hours, and I feel like that's all you need. Yeah, but even then, I mean, I think the longest I would need it is, like, 10 or 12 hours, and that's, like, when I'm sleeping or something, and Yeah. I need a quick little water sip if I wake up. Besides that, I'm drinking my shit pretty regularly. So, at the end of the day, moral of the story, fuck all of, the cu fuck all of these cups. Coldest water takes the W. Which, if you guys don't know, that was, like, the main sponsor people had in 2019, 2020. Like all the ASMR channels, which call Yeah, them the hollow I I was gonna out. say I was gonna say by people you mean the one ASMR girl we used to watch. No, a couple other people had them too. It, it was just her. I just saw her. Um. Mm -hmm.
I think some pretty popular ones had it too. And some like mukbangers or whatever. But yeah, calling me Nahal out, we were like obsessed with this chick who'd make fucking like hairbrushes and shoes. (laughs) 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 COVID was a weird time. Yeah, like I think she actually made like a fucking hydro flask. (laughs) Yeah, she did. She did. (laughs) And had a whole Visco girl thing. And you know what? Me and Nahal, we ate that shit up. Literally, I think like the whole summer, we'd hang out at like my house or something, and we just watch that shit on the TV. And in our ASMR voice, you would be like, "This video is sponsored by the coldest video," and she would like tap on the cup, and it it was a whole thing. I'm not even gonna lie; I still really want to get that. (laughs) Still think about that water bottle every day. I'll get it for you for your birthday. Oh, thanks. Who knows? Maybe we can get them to sponsor us. They sponsor everyone else. Oh, my God. You can reach out to them. I will. I'll be like, look, we've been stands since 2019. <laughs> you know, we've made it pretty clear. Fuck Stanley. Fuck Hydro. Fuck Owa or whatever you say. <laughs> fuck that bottle. The real MVPs are the coldest water. Please give us some free ones. We're poor. Well, you're not poor, but. <laughs> Please get back to us. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll, you know, plug that shit every episode. We'll make sure you hear us drinking from it. We'll have our own little ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> and so when it comes to obsessing over Stanley Cups, when it comes to these insane 10 year olds, when it comes to dads dissing Taylor Swift, people thinking that a Super Bowl commercial is making fun of peanut allergies, people making AI-generated photos of celebrities, and old white men snubbing women at the Oscars. What do we say to those people? Please, 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 just go get up fucking hobby damn thank you for watching you can follow us on twitter instagram tiktok and we will see you guys in two weeks with our next episode goodbye bye